Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Hey Brian, what a nice understated intro you have for our podcast, as opposed to other ones that you're involved in. <laughs> what do you mean, Jim? Mr. Son of a Bitch. So, for every, what's up everyone? Welcome to episode 84 of the Power Hour. Thanks once again for joining in. So Jim, for those of you fuck up our intro. Oh, no, it is not fucked up, Brian. <laughs> See, for those of you out there who don't know, Brian just started a horror podcast with his wife. Cute mm -hmm. little show called Home is Where the Horror Is. Nice idea. So I'm like, all right, let me see what they're doing with this. And I turn it on, and all of a sudden I'm hearing sound effects and music and stuff spliced together. <laughs> and I'm going, what the fuck is this? Well, Jim, in all fairness, you and I talked, and we didn't really want that for ours. I don't remember this conversation. You don't remember most conversations. Irregardless. <laughs> if you want a spliced together intro, I will gladly do that. No, but no, no. It's too late now. Or leave I, it to the people. If you want it, let us know. If not, yeah. Yeah. We just yeah. get to write the brass tacks. But I heard this and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Jim, do you want me to do some cute uh, gamer dialogue in front of the ours? Uh, I can do it. Don't worry. I'm sure you I, can. I can I can, oh, you, you can make what? me rue this day. You're going to make me rue it, aren't you? You just, you just gave me a great idea. You know all that B-roll I have of things you say that are really goofy? <sighs> yeah, you know what? Maybe by next podcast. I, I won't say by, actually, maybe by the time you're listening to one. I'm not sure. I might have a little something-something just for Jim. Hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> well, episode 85 is going to be a must-listen. <laughs> I thought this was episode 84. This is episode 84. That's what I'm saying. By the time this releases, they might have already heard something, Jim. Oh, going to be Johnny Go-Getter. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess the intro will explain itself, won't it? <laughs> yes, once again, hello and welcome everyone to episode 84. What's going on, everyone? What you, uh, what you drinking tonight, Chambers? Well, Brian, I am keeping the old... Halloween season going strong with the Sam Adams Jacko Pumpkin Ale. Comes in at 4.4% alcohol by volume, 8 IBUs, so you can only imagine that it is extremely smooth. Mm -hmm. Jacko's cinnamon and nutmeg aromas recall memories of freshly baked pumpkin pie. It has the ideal balance of seasonal spices with a crisp, refreshing finish. This pumpkin ale pairs perfectly with the transition of summer into cooler days and nights. And, uh, yeah. I mean... The smell, you don't get it as much, but the second you take that first sip, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's pumpkin pie. Um, I've had that for sure, and I don't remember what I gave it. And it may actually even be a review on our site, to be honest. But right. I, I've always enjoyed it. it. To me, it's like one of those above-average pumpkin beers. I wouldn't say it's top tier, but it's pretty damn good. Yeah, like if you like a good pumpkin pie kind of flavor to your pumpkin beers, like this, this will definitely be, this is up there with like pumpkin, where it's like in that veil. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so me, I still have my shitload that I have to I have to offload somehow of my fest beers before I really keep diving in harder with the pumpkin beers. So I'm actually Jim and I just had these uh yesterday, the Narragansett Fest Mars and Lagers. Now we've talked about this. This is the same brand that comes from the Jaws movie of their regular lager. What color is that can? Red and white? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so 
I, is that only East Coast? I'm actually not sure. I know it's from New York, but I don't know if it, it has wide distribution. Either way, it's one of the cheaper beers of the East Coast. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay. Whenever I see cheaper beers that we know and love, I, and when they do any type of seasonal releases, like when Lion's Head did a pumpkin beer or an IPA or shit like that, I'm like, I have to try it. Um, it's... More flavorful than its regular lager, but if you're comparing it to a real fest beer, it won't hold up as well. But it's one of those ones, and Jim coined it perfectly when he was drinking it. Like, you first have a sip, and you're kind of like, eh. And then you keep going, and you're like, okay, this isn't bad. So, it's just an easy pounder. It's only 5.5%. And, oh, they do have a little thing on the back. High really? Lever. What better way to celebrate Oktoberfest than with a classic German-style Marzen? Narragansett Fest blends a rich malt profile with a subtly crisp hoppiness for a taste that even Gambrinus, the patron saint of beer, would find refreshing. So, we offer this beer as a tribute to him, which is fitting, as his statue toasted all arriving visitors and workers outside our original Cranston, Rhode Island brewery for decades. Huh. I did not know Gambrinus was the patron saint of beer. I'm going to call bullshit on this. <laughs> but, Jim, it's on a can. It must be real. Patron saint of, no, not veer, beer. <laughs> Stupid-ass fingers. Someone named Arnold. I just wrote in patron saint of beer, and it's Arnold or Arnulf of Oldenburg. Jim, you could always just write in Gambrinus. I don't know how to spell Gambrinus. G-A-M-B-R-I-N-U-S. Duh. You obviously didn't grow up with monkey phonetics. Legendary cultural hero of Europe celebrated as an icon of beer and brewing. Okay, so maybe he's an icon. Maybe he's not a saint. I don't know. I don't do research. Is he the showstopper? Oh, he's not. He's not even the dead man. He's not even <laughs> the stinger. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing that. And then I'm switching over to a legit-ass German... Hacker, fr sure, uh, as you can see. It's, it's, I can't. You can't. Um, but it's imported from Germany into New York. But it's one of the legit German breweries. So it'll be a nice, like, trying the lower class shit and then trying the real legit thing. So I will say so after having tried that Narragansett, if I had to choose between the two Narragansetts, I would go with the standard. But... Really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, what do you call it? I've had enough Narragansett, too, as, um, what do you call it, enough shows that I've played where that's, like, the cheap. It's either that or PBR. I was going to say, that was PBR. your, like, payment or something, yeah. Yeah, Those it's either that or PBR that are on the bottom. Yeah, and, like, I'm drinking Narragansett all day over PBR. I agree with you there. Even at the, uh, um, one of the places we go for happy hours, that was, like, always a kind of, for some reason, on tap. Whether it was on tap or in cans, it was definitely the cheaper item. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go with that. Two bucks for a pounder. Yeah, so that's what uh what I'm going. And from this point forward, no matter what, by next podcast, I'm strictly doing the pumpkin beers because I have a lot of those as well. There you go. Well, Brian, that'll lead us into our next thing. And I think we'll both have a lot to say about what we've been playing lately. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I, 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 I want us to save a lot of it obviously um but we talked about the last podcast 
and Among Us, which has been gaining a lot of traction. It maybe already went over its bubble, but uh, Jim had played it a tiny bit, and then I jumped on a bandwagon. I was like, let me try this, see if it's any fun. Um, it's that kind of perfect. You got a couple minutes. You want to get a couple games in, depending on how fast it goes. Uh, it's weird, because it's like the, the gameplay is... There's nothing to talk about. Like, you do menial tasks. It's all about the psychology of can you trick people into thinking you're not a killer when you are the killer, or convincing people you're really not the killer, and just how persuasive can you be? And how dumb some people can be that you play with is the easiest way I can sum, that, sum up that game. And how sus people are. It's all about the sus. I hate that so much. Pride's a meme, just like the game. I know. I hate that that's such a meme. But it's a fuck. It's addicting. There's no. I mean, I don't even know if I would call the game fun, but I, I will call it addicting if that does, if that makes sense. Yeah, that has become a uh, lunch break poop time game for sure. Uh, and besides that, I started. Uh, what else have you been playing? I guess we'll go with you still while you're talking. Um, really? I honestly, since we last recorded. I went away for my for my anniversary, came back, did shit all weekend. So I haven't played a game except for today, and I did a little bit of Call of Duty. So I haven't touched a game other than Among Us and that. So it's extremely slow gaming week for me. Yeah, I've been, I didn't have a shitload of time to do much either, but I did finally uh, spit my... T- uh, <laughs> I did, I, there, there's some b-roll for you i did finally uh stick my tip into some mario 35 yesterday so um for those of you out some of the old in out in out in out <laughs> didn't even take that long but for those of you who don't know it's basically like tetris 99 but with mario this time so you're running along hopping on goombas trying to outlast all the other players only 35 players not 100 but yeah it's fun uh as a guy who was a Sega kid growing up, I'm at a start disadvantage to all the uh, <laughs> Nintendo fans out there. But uh, so far, my best finish was third. Like anyone I know who grew up with Nintendo, they've had a couple first places by now. So is what it is. It's a work in progress. But it's fun. Jim, you, you, sh- I'm, you still I'm sure you'll get, get first your... before me. I don't care. I I'm say. sure you will. I'm not even <laughs> going to argue it. All right. Well, that's good. You know what? This is progress, Trim, because you've learned since all the shit you talked about Tetris. <laughs> Wait, I just know it, your levels of spite. It, is it free, though? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's So that's an interesting concept. Um, is it a certain level that just is on repeat? Or is it like... Um, like how how is it set up? Are you you, going you actually like... you actually unlock levels as like you play more and you level up more and you unlock skins and shit like that, but you basically start with like one one and then you can go to one two or you know hit the war pipes to go to a different level or to go back to one one or you know sometimes as the game progresses and it gets you know further along it'll just warp you to a Bowser level and shit like that. So yeah. it's actually it's interesting how they do it and like you so can. Ha- so what's the so what's the point of do you like as you progress is that dissimilar to like clearing blocks on Tetris where it's sending something to somebody else? Yeah, basically you can like the best way to like chain combos to like screw over other players is to chain like hopping on Goombas or if you hit like a Koopa with the shell and you keep running with it and you kill a shitload of stuff like that can throw a ton of time at people. 
So it's basically about like building your own time, taking it away from other people, and at the same time you want to get um, you want to get coins because every twenty coins you can hit for a random drop. So you can get a mushroom or a pal block, which will kill everything on the screen. Or, you know, if you're really lucky, you'll hit the star. Shit like that. So it's cool little uh, give and take there. Because, like, in Tetris, how you can go against attackers or, you know, people who are close to KO. You can attack people with more rings or people who are going faster through the levels than you are. So, again, you have that little bit of strategy there. Though I find myself fucking with it way less in this game. And I'm just simply trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll give that a try. That sounds like something that would be up my alley, but they did a good job with it. I'll give Nintendo that. I mean, hey, honestly, that the that is their answer. If that's gonna be their answer to multiplayer, I say keep doing it. Like do it with all your first party titles because it's a it's a really fun idea to do the just you're competing against other people and you can kind of screw them over. So that's uh that's smart and good idea on sec and you know what the best part about it is they're picking up the idea make it free and there's things in there that you can buy that i'm sure people do buy so it's a win-win for everyone in, in one yeah. of these cases i'm not sure there's anything to buy yet but they'll probably pull a tetris 99 and eventually put stuff in so yeah, yeah. get them hooked nice. it's, it's, it's like it's like heroin get them hooked with the free stuff and then slowly start <laughs> charging as you go on if you want more it's a crude analogy, but I can appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be an interesting one for us to try. Um, yeah, and then we're going to save the rest of our talk about Among Us for a little bit later. Yep, because that will be another topic. <laughs> one of our standard topics. Probably overrated, <laughs> underrated at the end of the show. Stick around. Damn it, Jim, you just gave it away. Oh, I don't okay. want to give spoilers. Everyone tunes out now. <laughs> all right chambers so what do we got from patreon patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game where for as little as two dollars a month you can ask a question that we will answer on each and every single edition of this power hour podcast first thank up you guys all once again before yes. jim goes on yes truly, truly thank you appreciate you for the love of god i don't know why you stick around but thank you first up from game whisperer dean how many tiers will there be in years when it comes to Sony turning off the PS5 servers and the digital-only console variant becomes an ornament? Wait, hold on, hold on. Read that again. How many tiers will there be when... How many tiers will there be in years to come when Sony turns off the PS5 servers and the digital-only version of the console becomes an ornament? Do you know what he's getting at? How there's like the physical and the digital-only ones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But why would they turn off the servers at all if they're going to digital only? Because eventually they're going to turn off servers for machines that no one's using or supporting. It's like the Wii turning off the eShop in the virtual console. Yeah, but you're saying like turning off for previous consoles, not the newest one. Well, yeah, he's talking about years and okay. years down the line. Gotcha, so gotcha. like this, like how this is like the first generation where it's like, the real push by all the console makers to have a digital only variant. I, I, yeah, I was, I'm sorry. I'm, I was really slow with that. I get it. So basically if just like with the Xbox, if you get the digital only version and they do eventually cut off the servers and you just do have a big hunk of plastic that what the hell are you going to do with it? Right. Um, you know what? Like, hmm, I don't know if they would be as 
ballsy to fully cut it off. I think PlayStation and Xbox have they they've maintained their online like like PS uh, what's it called PS uh, PS Plus PS Plus and uh, obviously Xbox Gold and their stores. So I think you can probably always get a version of it. I, I doubt it'll ever just fully make it obsolete. Um, you may not be able to run many of the almost any of the new games, but yeah, I don't think that'll be as big of a worry unless you're literally talking twenty years down the line, and maybe there is no more PlayStation. So then it would be obsolete. Um, I'm more interested in the thing you and I've talked about with these games that are. More and more becoming just like the physical media itself is really just a download code. Uh-huh. Like if somehow they do get tied to servers and you get the wrong update or don't get the update and it becomes the same thing. Like all the games you have for newer consoles become useless too. Like because we know they're just digital keys. So mm-hmm. hopefully that never happens. But then again, if it does... The one nice thing about being a gamer is you'll have whatever new game, and then you'll probably have emulated or pirated versions of all the games that you just lost. So that's the only, I guess, silver lining I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about it at first of like the idea of just Sony going away, because that would be that would be some shit. Where like, because I was thinking more of the scenario like down the line you get like your uncle's old PlayStation Five and. He's got a bunch of games on it, but he lets his PlayStation Plus, you know, stuff slip away. So you can't access the server, so it doesn't, like, see the code and let you do it. And then you just have a big chunk of, you know, a big console there that can do nothing. But that would be interesting, too, if, like, you know, some act of God happens and Sony goes belly up. And then all of a sudden it's like, oops, well, you can't log into shit anymore. I hope they have the fail-safes built in there where, you know, you can still play it off your console even if you're not connected to the internet. But... You know, knowing these companies, a lot of them are going to require that connection, too, in the future. But a lot of games do it now. So, yeah, I don't think... Uh, I think what is considered retro gaming for these generations will be much different than what we have now, if mm-hmm. at all. What will be interesting, and the only thing I kind of like about... So the short answer except- is yes. There will be many tiers for fears. There would be many tiers, but I think there will be so many options, and people have already had the foresight at this point. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying there will be pirates who will preserve the games you like, and one way or another, you'd be able to play them again. That's yeah. the only way I can say uh, there's a silver lining there. Yeah, I mean, because even in this day and age, we already have games for this past generation, like that Godzilla game that no one liked. Didn't have a big run. It got noisy bitch back there. Didn't get... <laughs> Had a didn't have a big run in physical form. It uh, got pulled from the digital shelves. So, I mean, unless you have the physical form, where you know you never delete off your system, it's basically dead. So, yeah, we're already kind of seeing that. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, or what fail safes, if any, are actually built in. But no, that's a it's a good noodle scratcher there. Yeah, good question. Thanks, Dean. Yep. Next up from Burden Retinas, what is the nicest thing that you can say about the game or games that you hate the most? Ah. The nicest thing we can say about the game are games hate. Well, so I feel like we we just answered kind of what are games we don't like, but those were more games we don't like that are popular. Um, I mean, I can start like, like I talked about last week with Uncharted. 
I really like the platforming in it, and the graphics are beautiful. I just hated the combat and how they shoehorned it in every time, and it broke the flow. So, like, if it was just a straight platformer with, like, very sprinkled-in action segments here and there, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. Um... Now, a tougher one would be, like, Superman on the Game Boy, which, ugh, that <laughs> fucking game. That's if, what I, I'm trying I think, to I think, think the music was decent. I think the music was okay, and the graphics were okay-ish. It's, that's a toughie. That's what, so I'm trying to stick with. See, you dislike a game that is pretty well renowned from a technical standpoint as being unquestionably. Or impressive. all right, here, here's one, Brian. Let's just get, let, like let's go to the archives of the page. Like That's say I mean, say, yeah. say something nice about Karate Champ. I I did say that when we played that I did like that music. That do 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 do. You know, remember that? Like, I remember. Theme? Yep. I liked that. Um, and I didn't mind some of the sound effects within the game. Uh, it says, and <laughs> they tried to give you different backgrounds. That's the best I can give that. Oh, game. did we go into detail on those backgrounds? Well, what else could we do, Jim? There was only the white guy and the red guy. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> but yeah. Jim, okay. I'm going to ask you. All right. Say something nice about Best of the Best. It's got very fluid animation. Very impressive looking for the NES. <laughs> and on its port on the PC Engine. So yes, it's a very nice looking game. I will give it that. Okay. It's impressively smooth. Now Jim, say something nice about Wayne Gretzky Hockey. <laughs> the cutscenes in the opening animation are pretty well... They're pretty well drawn in the design. Like... The, the, those are kind of surprisingly impressive. So it's kind of where the fun ends. See, you could have asked me about a game, and it would have been more challenging for me. But I'm not going to give you any hints. So, Ugh. well, like, uh, like I, I'm, I, I'm, I, this has to be too easy. But say something nice about Parappa. Okay, so that that was the that one was the one. Okay, um, it's our most viewed video. <laughs> Not the cutscene video, you brick. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, Parappa. Still chats my ass. That's our most viewed video. Nice. I don't... I, hmm. It's adorable. That's the best I can give that. The songs aren't well written enough for me to think they were catchy or clever. Um, oh, Mussolini song's fucking great. Come on now. And the... Obviously, definitely not the gameplay. And the characters didn't... They did nothing for me. Like And, and the art style... I, was, I wouldn't say I like it, but I'll say it's unique. If that makes sense. I feel like that was a predecessor for like... Games like Paper Mario and things of that nature. Um, but, yeah, it's adorable. I'll say that. There you go. <laughs> uh, I hate you. <laughs> Good question, though. Next up, from Eric Lewacki. Aside from maybe a couple of passing references, as far as I can tell, you guys have never reviewed a single Gex game. You'd be correct. Any reason in particular, or is it just the obvious we didn't play it much? Yeah, just haven't played it. I, neither of us own it, to my knowledge. Um, I own two of them now, but I never did as a kid. 
Okay. Yeah, I did play them as a kid. Um, in fact, the original Gex has one of my favorite, I'll call it like random horror theme levels where you're in a cemetery and you come across like a Jason Freddy mix thing. Um, but yeah, that, that was a game that I enjoyed, but I just, yeah, we have such a back catalog of games. So that's one that we just never even really talked about, to be honest. Yeah. It's one that never really comes up in conversation. So like I just said, I didn't play it as a kid. Um, I have the first one on PlayStation and I have the second one, I think on N64 and I maybe spent like an hour with each. I like the first one more, you know, the 2d platformer than the, uh, rip off 3d collectathon that all the other Gex has turned into. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one that I've never been like, Oh, I'm going to play Gex tonight. Cause you waste your time with other games, <laughs> better games. <laughs> I don't know about that. Much better. But no, good question. Maybe down the line that's something... Maybe that's one we can do. Maybe some future $5 patron will be like, hey, you should play Gex. We'll be like, damn it! And I mean, okay. <laughs> I'd be That would be much better than... Uh, well, I'll just save that. Oh, than Donkey Kong 64? Sure as fuck would. Speaking and, of Donkey Kong 64, and, hello Gamer Astral! <laughs> with his beautiful question of our least favorite Resident Evil game and why. Um, I, I, let's make this more interesting and not include any of the spinoffs. Like, let's keep it to the main series. Damn it. I was going to say Revelations too. Yeah, because it's too easy to include. Well, no. Okay. You know what? Revelations can... I feel like that can count as the main series. But I still wouldn't put Revelations as worst and it's really revelations too because revelations is good mm-hmm. um man after are you play, are you gonna do it bry are you gonna say it yeah fuck code veronica I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of it like it's still the most overrated of the resident evils it's a real you know what uh, here's my deal i do think it's a better game than resident evil zero and zero probably be my last choice um but the amount of people that love Code Veronica and I still like I was the kid who I like was able to finagle enough money to get her to get a Dreamcast because of Code Veronica. And, uh, you know, graphically and at the time there was it was great. But like there was just so much about that game I just didn't like. And having gone through it again when we did that review, mm-hmm. I just walked away from it like, OK, I'll never play that again. And like I said, Zero, Zero's biggest issue is just that it's just so goddamn grindy with the back and forth switching between the two characters and dropping items and this and that. Otherwise, that game looks damn good. Um, I like some of the monsters and the story's a little more interesting, but yeah, I have to go Code Veronica is my least favorite. Yeah, um, Revelations 2 for me, for like the easy answer just because I could barely play it because, like, the choppiness of it made me sick. But, um, yeah, I would probably go... I'd probably go Code Veronica, too. And my reason for it is, like, I should never, like, not remember the tail end of a Resident Evil game. But, like, when I was watching, like, your clips as we were doing a review and stuff like that, I was like, oh, yeah, you fight, like, a giant insect monster at the end. Or, oh, yeah, you fight Wesker's, like, kids or nieces or nephews, whatever they were, those twins. Yep. And like Twins. Wesker, like is like turns into like a robot body kind of thing. It's like all these things I vaguely remember, but like nothing stood out. 
And like for a mainline Resident Evil game, like stuff should stuff should stick out. Like yeah. even in Zero, like I remember the Scorpion boss in the beginning, or I remember Billy just in general, or I remember the the other doctor who turned into like a leech monster and shit like that. So at least yeah. like that was more memorable. So I yeah, I might be with you. I think uh I think uh Code Veronica's at my bottom too. Ryan, we didn't say six. Fuck that. Six is not that. I, six has its issues, but you know what its issue is? It's like... Overstays. It's, like, it's welcome. Yeah, it's like a girlfriend that's suffocating that you date and you're like, wow, she will not leave me alone. Like, I want attention, but I don't need this much attention. Like, that game just gives you too much. And it's a weird thing to say, but it's like, Jesus Christ, I didn't need this game to be 24 hours long for a Resident Evil game. So... Yep. That blowjob blow starts pretty good, but then she just keeps sucking after you're done. And then you just wanted to get away from you. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! I am full of analogies tonight. <laughs> but no, I, I still... And you and I have talked about many times. And you're the Twitter guy, and I feel like you probably see it more. What is it that people cite that they love so much about Code Veronica? Because I do often see when people make lists or whatever, it's in top fives at a minimum. And like, what is it where not seeing that everyone else seems to be thinking or seeing like because i don't i just i still don't get it i think for a lot of people it was probably their first resident evil that's what i think it really comes down to but gotcha. then i also like there's always that like sect of like hardcore dreamcast defenders who like no matter what you say it's the best console ever made it's like okay but uh <laughs> like they'll defend any game that's on there to the death and put it above other consoles but yeah i just think in general like i just think it's one that either hit people at the right time or it was really their first resident evil yeah. Because I can't see how, like, the least violent Resident Evil is going to be the one that sticks out to, like, a teenager. That's like yeah. that's like saying GTA 2 is, like, your favorite GTA. Like, there's a few people out there who say that, but they're few and far between. They're British. <laughs> no, the British, that was just an expansion of one. There was, like, an actual GTA 2 that, like, toned down the violence and cursing. Really? And then, and then 3 happened. Yeah. Huh. The gameplay is a little. I, the gameplay is better than one. I had the original GTA and GTA Two. Actually, oddly enough, my cousin at the time gave me pirated copies for the PlayStation. I didn't even know that was a thing back then, so I don't know where he got them. Mm -hmm. But I would play it off them. I still have them, um, and I love. I mean, those games I I friggin' loved. And like I said, I was crazy impressed when it went to three. But yeah, yeah, I didn't know there was like it was that toned down. I actually want to go back and uh, eventually track down Chinatown Wars on the PSP because that's like the last top-down, like, that old-style GTA game that they ever made. I would love to see them, like, make a budget title of, like, a GTA like that again, but Rockstar will never do that. No. They're, they're swimming in too much money, Jim. Yeah, it's true. Like, you can get the Retro City Rampages of the World and shit like that, but, yeah, I don't, yeah. Think, uh, I don't think Rockstar's ever going down that again. But, no, good question. Very good question, and, yeah... Yeah. <laughs> Damn code, Veronica. Says enough. And last up from G to the next level, what is another Capcom franchise that you would love to see get a remaster treatment like Resident Evil did? Ho hoo. Um. Ho ho ho. I don't want to go. I don't want to go obvious. So I'm going to go Darkstalkers, and I want to see it in the engine of Mortal Kombat. Like, that style, like, more brutal, less cartoony, um, and I know that can't really happen, but 
that's just where my mind went right away because I'm trying to stay away from some of the more obvious franchises. Yeah, like part of me is almost like wanted to jump into, like say like a ghouls, like a ghouls and ghosts, but in, but then again, like Maximo already was that, the, like the ghouls and ghosts, but it was like a third person hack and slash kind of game, more like Devil May Cryish, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess that's where my mind went. Even though, like, I'm kind of sick of those kind of games anyway. But yeah, what's one that I would really want to? F- what's one that I would really want to play? That's a good question. Yeah, like I'm trying. Like honestly, Capcom. I'm I'm looking up right now, and I'm thinking franchises from them. And I, even if I give them shit, they don't mess up that often so for you jim i mean i don't know if you'd want it i know you were into the devil may cry games yeah i loved them but they don't really need to change no they really don't and like yeah like maybe like a a new cheeky cheeky boys or something that'll be cool but that was never a franchise that was like a one-off uh shit man i'm like struggling here like i mean we already had like remasters of uh like ducktales that already happened um, Jim, you don't want a remake of Ace Attorney? I never played them. <laughs> I hear they're good. But I just never played them. Never played any of the Phoenix Wright games. So Shut yeah, up. I guess. Uh, How, oh, ooh, oh wait, hold on. How about a, a good version of any Street Fighter game? <laughs> <laughs> you see, I got you, Jim. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy over here. But yeah, I mean, we already got like a remake of like Bionic Commando that no one liked, and we've got we like we've gotten a lot of Capcom remakes already, so that makes it tough too. So, so yeah. it seems like I gave the perfect answer. <clears throat> I wouldn't say perfect, but you gave a pretty good one. So there you go. Meh, <laughs> 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 begrudging here. See, <laughs> <laughs> I like I really do like that question, but yeah, Capcom, I think they hit they hit most of them. Like, Resident Evil would have been an obvious one, but they've been with 7 and now the release of Village, a.k.a. 8. Oh, you know what? Here, I'll make it easy on myself. Like, I know they just ported it, like, two years ago, but I would like to see, like, a brand new or just a complete from-the-ground-up remaster of Onimusha. That would be cool. Okay. I always like those games a lot. Isn't that new game that we just talked about with Thought Cop? Was it Thought Cops or Snestrunk? I think it was Vito. We talked about that, uh... The the yeah. the Dark Souls like game, but you're a samurai. Yes, isn't it? I like I always kind of look at that as like a spiritual successor to, if like Dark Souls fucked Omnimusha. I guess you could kind of go that way. Well, that's the way I went, Jim. So I'm going. Well, there you go. So <laughs> I did eh. love that game. That was actually one of my first, if not the first, PS2 game I've had. Yeah, that was an early one for me too. And like those man, those graphics back then blew me away. Dude, oh. And that game was fun as shit. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Never played the second one with Leon the Professional, but... <laughs> two was really good, too. Two, I I only played the first two, I think. Yeah, I only played the first two. Like, two was really, like... Especially having those, like, four characters and, like, the friendship and love meters that you could build and crap like that. Like, that was really involved. It was almost, like, too much. Like, Onimusha 1 was, like, the perfect <laughs> amount of game that would make me want to go back. Because I played Onimusha 1, like, ten times. I think I only played through Onimusha 2, like, twice. Even though it's a way better Wait, game. Wait, Jim, is, is 2 just have too much story for you? <laughs> there's a lot of story. I mean, the girl on it's way hotter, so there's a reason to go back. But... <laughs> Damn it, Jim! Got a fat to those six-generation six, six generation pixels, Brian? You know what? You don't, 
You don't. I promise you don't. You, 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 <laughs> you had don't, you don't have to, you but you always could. <laughs> Brian. <clears throat> the world is my oyster when it comes to that, all right? <sighs> I am never left lacking. Thank you, Jay. Yep. Or wait, no. No, that was G. Yep. That was G. Yeah. Thank you, G. Yep. Thanks, G. And thanks again, everyone. Great questions once again. And for anyone new to the page, once again, that link is patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Awesome. So, Jim, this one is not listed as your gamers mad, but I assume this will make some people mad. Didn't seem Um, like it. uh, It doesn't, but someone out there has to maybe cares. I know I never did, but from gameindustry.biz uh they have an article here with uh zynga to sunset farmville after 11 years i was surprised now, farmville was still around i didn't that was my first thing when you put this up here i was like oh yeah that was that thing that everyone was obsessed about on facebook and for those of you who don't remember the good old was, days yeah like it wasn't right when facebook started but it was a big part of Facebook of, like, you socially, like, could, like, send crops and presents and shit to people's farms. I never actually did it. But, you know, this was the perfect, like, if your mom or aunt or any older generations got on Facebook, they were doing Farmville. And that's all their wall would become. That's what I was about to that say. Shit. That's what I was about yeah. to say is because, like... Because Facebook originally started for the college kids, so that's when we all hopped on. And once it opened it up to the public, Farmville was, like, kind of right there with it. So that was the fucking boomer game where your parents are always sending you, like, invitations to play Farmville (laughs) so that they can get the extra crops and their bonuses for you signing in. And you eventually had to, like, mute all your family members and mute all those notifications. And then you would just stop logging in for a while. Some would say Farmville is the parent to Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing was out before. Like, way before. Shut up and go with it. No, nah, I'm not going with it. It was a parent, go with it. It was a parent to Stardew Valley. I'll go with that. <laughs> all right. They're all the same game, Jim. Come on. <laughs> oh, you farm. Oh, there's turnips. Nah. Nah, this is fun. I'm doing the same thing every day. Nah, this is great. Nah. Um, yeah, that was... I'm amazed it's still a thing. Event, like, the article says that, like, there was eventually a Farmville 2, and they're shutting down Farmville 1 because no one supports Flash anymore, basically, is the reason. So, they were working on a Farmville 3, which, huh? What? Okay. So, I mean, there's still 10 million people who pay for AOL, so I guess there's people who still fuck around with Farmville and keep is going it with really? it. really? I think the last time I looked into it, and, like, that was only a couple years ago, like, yeah. There's a lot Holy of people. Shit. Dude, my fucking parents, until... Like <laughs> when I when I finally convinced them to get like high speed internet at the house, like they were still there was like a good year or two where they were still paying for AOL after the fact just in case, and I'm going just in case of what, <laughs> like, in Dude, case that's crazy in case I'm the internet in case you. the internet goes out and you're gonna go back to the dial up like that like like I had to be like stop. Yeah, but Jim, that's crazy. You did that. You convinced them to get the high speed internet, but you still didn't get it for your house. <laughs> Hold on, I need to sip my beer for that one. Ah, all right. No, but seriously, the Farmville, here's the deal. I can see that with you, Jim. Could you imagine? Because you're like still somehow one of the few like in the United States people that 
obsessively play Clash of Clans. Oh, oh sir, and, sir, sir, please. There is a strong that, following when, in Clash of Clans still. And when I said in America. And, in America you know, as we, well. We all, five years ago, we all had our clans and went crazy. And, you know, Jim is still, he's holding that banner. And one day that's going to go away when you have your level, whatever it's up to at that point, And it goes away. Number five in strategy, Brian, on the iTunes, on the App how Store. How mad are you going to be? Five. How, how mad would you be, Jim, if that just goes away? Yeah, I wouldn't be that mad. After all, but here's the deal. That's I'll, I'll just play more Among Us. That's true. But this goes back to that same question Astro asked us, which is, or Dean. Uh, you know, some of these games that you know you dump time into, like we always, I always talk the Marvel about game. the yep. Marvel game. Like you dump money and time and then it just stopped yep and it didn't stop because it's not available you just stopped playing i eventually so stopped like, playing but then but like maybe six months after i stopped playing like the game went away so it's one of those like should you be investing time into those mobile games it's a time waster it, it no it definitely is but it's like look, I've look brian it. just because we, we've just because i'm at, finishing at up the walls of my level and... 13 base here that's my point. Like I'm almost whoever... maxed out once again until the next update. And I I, I can't talk because obviously like behind me, I have a wall of games. I, I have my consoles. I have whatever. And we obviously dedicate a lot of time to games. But it's interesting when you do something with a mobile that it is such a fluid system that you know is going to go away versus like, oh, I'm finally going to put time into this game. I can say I beat that I've collected. But instead you're, you know, leveling up your your level 13 walls like do you ever think like okay instead of spending time doing that here maybe i should go play this wall of games i have oh no i mean if i'm home like i'm not i almost i barely touch clash of clans when i'm home unless i'm pooping but <laughs> i'm not pooping but uh <laughs> no i mean job. clash of clans is like the poop break at work game like or the fucking poop break at the bar game, or the poop break when I'm out with friends game, or any. You, Jim, you know it's also I mean. just when you're out with friends. I've seen you just obsessively be on your phone doing those things. Sometimes there's a word, Brian. Sometimes I got to help my clan out here. They need those it's stars, and I'm the one to bring it out. Yes, but the it's, point it's of me bringing bringing that up is, I'm sure there has to be people then that maybe there's a few holdouts that are still on their Farmville farm and they got to the perfect thing. Oh, I'm sure. You know. It, it, I, I, there's a small part of me that feels a little sympathy for those folks. Like, if that was their, like, number one go-to escape and there's somebody with the... I don't even know if you can have the number one farm or whatever it is, and then it just stops, eh, I feel maybe a little bit of empathy for them. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like, in an old... Like, for your point, like, there was a guy I knew in an old clan in Clash of Clans who, like, never did the grinding the way I do. But, like, any, every time he got paid, he would dump, like, 50 bucks into it to start a couple upgrades and then pay for gems to stop it, like, to immediately finish it. And we'd all be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can do this for free. It just takes a while. And he's like, well, just do it this way. What's 50 bucks a paycheck? It's like, all right, man. So, like, yeah. those are the kind of people that, like, I'm sure that, like, when the game goes away, then they're the ones who are just going to be like, what? But, all, like, I guess also to that fact would be the people, like, kids today. Eventually, they're going to get sick of Fortnite, and I we all know kids who, like, they work allowances and shit like that and spend their entire allowance on Fortnite skins, and then Fortnite just recycles with a new season, and then there's all new skins you have to buy. 
eventually they're not going to play it anymore and there could be hundreds of dollars into it and then it just well it's gone so eventually you can kind of have to juggle the enjoyment you got for the money you put in even if it is yeah. more ridiculous than compared to say a regular game no no but here's the deal i mean it's unfair to compare kids because kids like you're gonna use your allowance no kid unless you're just a complete whatever like you're not gonna be like let me inv- let me put my allowance into my savings and make a good future no you're gonna be stocks impulsive you're gonna be sitting there and go i want this toy i want this comic i want this whatever hobby so it's like i fully get like the fortnite skins for kids like that's their thing like they get all the enjoyment i don't even mind that um but it's like yeah that's when it switches like from when you are a kid to you're older and this guy you're referring to maybe that is his only way and he doesn't do anything else right you know what for him that's his 50 bucks he doesn't go out he doesn't do things and doesn't make sense because like you said you can grind and get it for free but we've talked many times these games are designed to get you to try to pay for it because not everyone does want to do the grind i mean shit even the call duty all call duties that marvel avengers all those games you can get shit for free or you can just pay what seems like a small amount at the time and get exactly what you want yep it's true i mean how we have a twitter buddy who's put like three grand in the league of legends or shit like that so holy shit hey spend your, spend your money how you want oh maybe i shouldn't say who but <laughs> i can tell you after i mean he probably wouldn't care anyway but yeah i'll tell you after damn yeah dude i mean here's the deal i don't i've never looked at like you're gonna get your enjoyment everyone's gonna spend their money or you're gonna be someone scrolls it all away and you never have fun to begin with. So it's either have fun now, scroll away on shit that you enjoy. But no, I was more asking you directly, like, knowing how much time you spend on your phone. But it does make sense you're doing it. It's not like you're doing it at home when you could be playing other games. Yeah, no, no, that would just be insane. Yeah, so. Even I'm not that bad. Mostly. Yeah, but hopefully... To anyone out there playing Farmville, you moved on to two, or you're excited for three. Three's you know? right around the corner. Ha-cha-cha. Oh, boy. Jim, speaking of right around the corner. Yeah. Um, God damn, I'm good at these transitions. Uh, <laughs> giving you the old uh, Barry Horowitz pat on the back there. Wait, hold on. All right. I need that T-shirt. I need that handprint shirt in the back. <laughs> that was genius. So, I feel like we've talked about this now for the past couple podcasts, but it's because news just keeps pouring in. And this this um, first article is like two weeks old, but luckily there's some update today, so we can do both. Topical. Yeah, so the update from September 29th, we're recording on the 5th, was that Cyberpunk 2077 was ordering people six-day work weeks ahead of the launch. Now, crunch! Deal. Crunch, Brian, crunch! We have to be outraged, Brian. We have to be outraged. I'm actually more... I'm not pissed off at all. Like, that means nothing. If you don't think every single game development team out there is not doing shit like this, I'm more like, who was the shithead who leaked this? Like, this game... I think they made a have... public... Or... I think they no, made a it was an email from a specific employee. Oh, they sent the Jason Scryer and he blew it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, 
You don't think even the biggest AAA Call of Duty sports EA titles, they're probably like it. Anyone who's ever been in any industry that requires meeting a deadline, no matter how well you plan for that shit, shit falls apart. In this game in particular, you know there's been lots of issues. So, yeah, it's not crazy to think they're going to tell their people, you're on for this ride. We need to really step up production of whatever or QA testing, whatever the case is. It's not really news, and I hope... And you're, once again, you being the Twitter guy, I hope most people just understand that and they're not like, oh man, like that's bullshit. Well, see, th there's a real stigma around crunch periods and all this shit because a lot of these places don't pay them for the crunch that they put into it. Like a lot of these places are just like, you got to stay here until you get this done. And I mean, they're, it's not like they're asking like achievable deadlines of shit. So there's a lot of shitty developers out there and... You can go down the list of them, like whoever did Last of Us 2, like they're notorious for their crunch periods and crap like that. So there's a definite stigma. Now, at least CD Projekt Red was paying their people for the extra days. I don't think it was an overtime. I think it might have just been like an extra day of normal time, which in itself is kind of bullshit. But like I said, it's better than nothing, I guess. But you know what, Jim? The only problem I have with that is, and what I'd say to all of them, is wah. Because I've slept hot, slept hot ass tar on roofs in a hundred plus degree weathers. I've had shitty cook fry jobs. I've had really shitty jobs that you get paid dirt. And these guys are developing a video game. And I'm not saying it's not hard work. I'm not saying it doesn't suck to be told to work. But at the end of the day, you're like that. Put it in the confines of what could be a hard job and what you're doing. Yeah, but there's also the thing, too, of, like, if say you're working eight hours of backbreaking labor, like you're talking about. And don't get me wrong, like, those eight hours suck hell. But you go home and you're not worrying about it after the fact. You come back tomorrow and break your body again. Where, you know, if you're working 80-hour work weeks to get some project done, you're only getting paid for 40 of it. And, you know, at any time, they could immediately just, not to say in the labor jobs, they can't just boot you off anyway either for slacking off and shit like that. But, you know, they could always say in there booting you off at any time. Like, there's, like, there's all these stories out there about depression and blah, blah, blah when it comes to it. And I don't think game developers themselves, like, the owners of the companies, they make money out the ass. But, like, Johnny Dickhead designing an arm behind a computer for 12 hours, like, he's not really making that much either. Yeah, it's not ideal, and I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm saying, like, yeah. And, and you could make the same argument about what I call real hands-on labor. Right. Um, and having had white-collar, blue-collar, whatever collar jobs you want to fucking name it, um, you know, there comes a point where if you are at a point where you could be working for this a team that's developing a game like this, if they're that shitty, I'm sure you could get a job at a different game development team. Or you probably have the skills to get somewhere else. A lot of the menial labor jobs that I've did, it's like, you're just going to shift it to another shitty menial labor job. Or, you know, depending on if you're a tradesman, especially in construction or something, you might not have as many options. And like I said, it's... It's a different thing, and I don't ever like a worker being taken advantage of. But it's like, 
if it's like a six week period out of a you got contracted out to build this game over seven years and now you're asked to crunch it's like big picture is this the hardest thing you have to do in your life and if it is is your life that terrible yeah, I mean, I guess there's always a relative thing there. I guess the biggest argument comes down to, you know, just how advantage taken of by people, <laughs> jobs, bosses, stuff. Yes, I, and that's my point. I don't ever want to see people taken advantage of. But, I, I mean, the big... These when, situations, if they have unions... And when this dropped, but, like, the big thing about this was another hubba blah blah with CD Projekt Red, where they're, at first it was, yeah. we will never put microtransactions in. They put them in. Then they went, yeah. we will never do Crunch, even though there was notorious Crunch for The Witcher 3. But they were like, we will not do Crunch for this game. And then, well, surprise, surprise, fuckers, they did it. So the update for today, we're recording on the 5th, is the game officially went gold today, which I didn't know until I saw the articles today. means the game's ready to be pressed, basically. It's at that point. Yeah, and I didn't know that either. I had to look it up. Well, I looked into the article, which is from tomshardware.com. But it's, at, it's on a thousand articles, so wherever you want to find it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, hey, uh, maybe that one week of crunch worked. I don't know, but then again, the argument maybe, could have been, like we said last time with the microtransactions where maybe they wouldn't have needed the crunch if they had focused more on, on the thing that people were all waiting for instead of that multiplayer game in three years when they split up their resources too. So there's an argument yeah. you can be made there. Oh, there's, I, I, I don't think anyone's denying the mismanagement from that group and uh it's kind of like i hope if somebody did have a terrible experience they either left could leave or get a bonus if the game does well who knows but at the end of the day like i said i i just uh i mean it's a thing in the private sector anywhere where like like you were alluding to though like there's always going to be deadlines and there's always going to be like for a lot of depending on your line of work or your job there's even people in my job are like, dude, I worked old jobs where like I worked on the weekend for no pay just to meet a deadline. Mm-hmm. It's like that it's out there. If it's not game development, it's going to be something else. So, yeah. And we've seen if it. There's with, a true deadline needed. You're going to see this kind of thing happen all the time. Yeah. I mean, hell of my job. Like I've had a thing where it's like, all right, this needs to be done by Friday and I've stayed late and I'm salary. I don't get it overtime. So there's been times I've had to do it. It happens to everyone, but I just know it's a little bit more rampant, I guess, and abusive with uh, video game devs. But then again, like you said, also, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, there's lots of opinions to be had on that. But like I said, I'm glad to see their gold. And I've said it before. I do want to see this game succeed because there are so many people excited. But the thing I hope everyone keeps in mind, just keep your expectations in check. Like, don't think it's going to be this mind-blowing game. Just think it's going to be a fun action-adventure game. It, God, if it, if it somehow lives up to the hype, which, my God, the hype. Yeah, it will never live up to the hype. But just as long as they make a really fun game that people enjoy and it's not groundbreaking or earth-shattering, accept it. Move on and just... Hopefully, like anyone that was too hyped up about this, tampers their expectations in the future or dampens. It will be funny to see what state goes gold is in this day and age because it can be a fucking mess and they just go, oh, here's, <laughs> oh, this buys us some more time to get a day one patch out there that's like 400 gigabytes. Yeah, I was going to say, how many games have we seen that have been released and we're like, 
Really? Like, what the fuck? This is this is what you do with it, huh? All right. Yeah. All right, beer All time. Right. All right, Chambers. So, how did the? Sorry, something just fell right here. How did that Sam Adams? Was it Jacko Pumpkin or Jacko Pumpkin Ale? Yep. How that? How'd you like it? Smooth. Super smooth. Extremely smooth. If you want a smooth, you know, fall Stop beer, smooth. if Damn you want to, if you want a <laughs> relaxed and free flowing, <laughs> enjoyable brew that tastes like pumpkin pie, can't go wrong with this one. Nice. You got to drink a lot of it to get drunk, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very enjoyable. And did you stick with that for your, wait, are you on to your second beer or was that your first? That was my second. That was my first. I'm on my second now. Okay. So I finished the I finished the first one ages ago, and that was as we, Jim and I both said. Uh, how do I put this? If you just want to try something, and you're someone who likes to stick to their regular lagers, it's not a bad transition. Now the next one, the hawk, the hackers, um, sure, that's a legit German Marzen, and it's very flavorful. But it is so goddamn smooth. Like any good beer from Germany. I mean, Germany knows their shit when it comes to beer. So it's an excellent, excellent Marzen. But now I'm going back down the path of, uh, uh, I don't want to say lowbrow, but lower quality comparatively with the Shiner Oktoberfest. It's a fine beer. Uh, comes in at, doesn't say. But I'm going to imagine 5 to 5.5%. Five so, yeah, just uh, plowing through. These Oktoberfest beers go down real easily. Yep. And I have moved on to the Schlafly. Schlafly? Comes from... Shoe fly? No, there's no, there's no shoe, but it is a special release pumpkin ale from the St. Louis Brewery. Comes in at 8% alcohol by volume. And no bits. Wait, is there bits? Yeah. Schlafly Pumpkin Ale blends the spices of the harvest with full-bodied sweetness for a beer that tastes, continued, like a pumpkin ale. A special release, Pumpkin Ale is available for a limited time with new style every few months. I mean, yeah. But yeah, this one is way more amberish in its uh, amber brown. They, like the Sam Adams are just like kind of like pure brownish, whereas this has mm -hmm. got a lot of amber hues to it. Nice, very... Oh, yeah. It's got that good old-fashioned pumpkin spice smell to it, though. So, oh, ooh, <clears throat> ooh, that is a kick in the face of flavor right there. Interesting. Damn it. Damn it. Ooh, that is delight. That is just delightful. Don't, don't you ever go, ooh. Ooh. That is just... <laughs> let's see here. Brewed with pumpkin and spices added like cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove. So every pumpkin spice beer. Yeah, I don't know. They just got a good mix going with this one. Ooh, <laughs> Jim, you're like you're like finally discovering pumpkin spice beers. I've drank my fair share of pumpkin goddamn spice beers. All ten. <laughs> All right, I'm sure I would have a respectable untapped if I figured out how to use it in 2012. How dare you, sir? It'd be filled with a lot of uh, white claws. <laughs> I would taste a rainbow on that one. Uh, see, I, I'm not even going to take the bait, Jim. <laughs> so, going from what I said could have been some gamers mad a little bit earlier, we have Jim's reoccurring segment. My favorite. It's, uh, 
Oh, man. This is a fucking unique one. Fucking nerds. So look at the exact link we're posting below, but I'm sure you can see examples of it everywhere. Um, people reacting to Minecraft Steve being in Smash. I'd say it's going over, uh, well, like most... I feel like there's always a little bit of a bitch fest, no matter what characters, because there's always a contingent. Always. People, people bitched when Terry Bogard went in. People bitched mm -hmm. when it was, you know, Fire Emblem character number 30. People bitch. Like, people just bitch. It, like, there is such a bitch community around fucking Smash that bitch, bitch, rich. And then there's the other side of the Smash community that's rape, rape, rape. So it's just bitching and raping. That's all Smash players <laughs> do. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Don't. Don't just throw that in there. In like Minecraft. They do it in Minecraft. They don't do it in real life. In Minecraft. Can't sue us if I, I say in Minecraft. Don't even know what that means, but we're going to move on to the fact it's that... It's a meme, like, Brian. I don't... Once again, I'm not the internet guy, Jim, so I'm not going to even ask you about it. But here's the deal. That makes... Like, Smash, especially this newest game, to me, like, it's getting all the major... A major icon from as many major games as it can i honestly kind of think it makes sense given their choices of some people they've put in there it's like yeah it might have let people down i know there's other characters they want but like is it really that shocking it's gonna be a stupid character but like a lot of people they've put in there it's like how is it gonna fit in this world and give Nintendo credit for this. They somehow always make, regardless of the character, make them work in Smash games. Not always saying they're the most well-balanced or they make the most sense, but like they make them work one way or another. Minecraft is the biggest game of all time. Yes. If you want, and Smash is turned in from a mascot thing into a celebration of gaming history, it makes sense for fucking Steve to be in there. And, of course, his palette swaps are like the Enderman and some other shit and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's just people who are bitching for the sake of, I don't want the stupid kitty game to be in there. Shut the fuck up. You have, you have enough of your Z-tier fucking JRPG characters. You have enough of that bullshit in there. I and every and the people who are bitching, like, in the announcement video, oh, Sakurai looks so sad to be saying this. You know how you said went to the developers for fucking, you know, crunch time with other things? Mm -hmm. Wah, Sakurai. You've basically had almost 100% creative control this entire time, which is, like, unheard of. And yeah. for good reason. Like, how you just said Nintendo makes these new characters work, it's really because of Sakurai. Like, he rebounces everything. Like, the guy puts his fucking work in there. Every once in a while, I guess Nintendo can lay a hammer down and go, we need a character who's going to sell DLC. Yes. If you want a character exactly. who's going to sell DLC, you put fucking Steve from Minecraft in there. And just to be a dick, my immediate response after that was, okay, throw Fortnite in next. And That's what I was just about to say. I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, we'll see a Fortnite. I something. want salt. I want the salt. Put Fortnite in Smash. <laughs> I, I, it's just, you know what? I don't give two shit. Like, like you're saying, the amount of obscure JRPG and whatever... You got fucking ice climbers in there. You got Game and Watch. Don't tell me that Minecraft all of a sudden makes it the kitty game. Like, Smash is a kitty game. Oh. The most non-kitty part of... No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> the most non-kitty part of that is Snake. That's it. 
like everything else, Nintendo is kitty. Period. You throw in some Doom guy or some Mortal Kombat characters, it ain't such a kitty game anymore. But you know, Castlevania was a little bit edgy there, but kind of not really. So don't say that Minecraft is the all of a sudden kitty element of it. So it's just I don't want my normie shit in Smash. Shut the fuck up, you goddamn. Final destination, no items, no fun, stupid millisecond learning for your fucking reversal. Fucking shut up. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just, I really do want them to now put in. I want them to put in Fortnite and I want them to put in Striker for Mortal Kombat. Though I will say the best thing to come from them putting Minecraft Steve in was the flood of jokes <laughs> of people going, oh, well, good to see, you know, them put a kitty character in so now that they can draw more into abuse and shit like that, so. For those of you who don't know, there's been a lot of controversy in the last like year or so of prominent Smash tournament players getting a little bit of a little bit of teensy bit of hot water for grooming young kids and shit like that. So it's happened only a few dozen uh, times. Only a few God dozen. So Jim, part of me wants to just move on, but you know you know how my mind works. So when you say that, number one, what do you mean when you're talking about like the competitive gaming side? Yeah, like the, the Evo players and shit like that. Okay. Aren't most <laughs> godless nerds who finally get some a little fame and recognition and abuse it so they can get laid finally? Yes. Well, I was also gonna say, aren't most of them themselves like young teenagers? No, no. I mean, there's no, a lot. They're not. No, there's. I think most competitive, like especially in the fighting game community, I would say most are like young twenties. I'm speaking out my ass because I don't follow it, but I, I, there's a there's a like all these controversies that come out. Or always, like, 22-year-old is, like, grooming a 15-year-old. Or, yeah. like, you know, this 23-year-old blew this 13-year-old or shit like that. So, oh. oh, yeah, there's been those stories. Well, once again, I'm glad I don't follow it. Uh, but, yeah, a professional video game player being a creep. Not a shock. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God, this high-paid professional athlete was cheating on his wife. Oh, no, you mean people with power, like, do shitty things? That sucks. But, yeah, if Minecraft does draw in any type of crowd, that would be catastrophic if that does result in anything like you're describing. Hopefully not, though. I mean, obviously, hopefully not, but it was an easy dunk, and boy, did people take it. Of Well, of course. I mean, people, yeah. People suck. It's true. Speaking Literally speaking and figuratively, apparently, in the Smash community. <laughs> God damn it, Jim! Kaboom! Pow, pow! Speaking, bang, bang! Speaking of sucking and stupid decisions by Smash, they decided to add in Travis Touchdown as a me skin, um, which... I think it's this, cool. But... No, it's fucking stupid. From a, a obscure-ass Wii game that didn't sell that good. It sold good for the Wii. Heroes. That's one of those it games that... It did not sell that good. By, by actual Shut Wii up. game standards for, like, an actual Shut game. Shut up. How did it sell compared to Wii Sports, Jim? Well, it did, it did not a packing game. It's not a fair comparison. How did it do compared to Wii Sports? <laughs> Probably did about a tenth of did it. Was it even, I was going to say, did it even meet, like, 5% of that? Probably not. Jim, just because you have a weird boner for Wii 
and maybe this is it. I don't even know if this is a game you own. I'm sure you do, or I'm sure you've played it. It's a very stupid thing. And this is why they need to have things like Steve from Minecraft, because they're going to throw in Travis Touchdown, the guy nobody knows, nobody cares about, and it's from as obscure, almost as obscure as you could get, and they just had to throw him in there. So it's like, there you go, diehards it, of Nintendo. There's more obscure than No More Heroes. They could have thrown in like a fucking wonderful 101 Jim. character that people pretend to care about. Jim, obviously there's more obscure. I'm typing. I'm speaking in hyperbole. So my point is, don't goddamn interrupt my rant when it's <laughs> a goddamn me. fact. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's just like the juxtaposition of you writing in the people freaking out about too popular of a character as a kid game, but then they turn around and throw this in there. It's like, well, yeah, that's why they need to throw in the popular characters because they're going to also throw in this. I thought I also saw they throw in... Um, Oh my god, it's going to kill me. The guy from Undertale has a skin. Oh, yeah, Sans. I think Sans has a skin, too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Which, that makes sense. Undertale a, was a meme game, but it was also sense. huge. He makes more sense Very, than Travis Touchdown. I'll say that. So that's my point. So as long as there's Travis Touchdowns being in there, throw in every other popular, troped video game under the sun. Yeah, he was the one, like, it's what Smash always does. You get the character that, you, even from the very beginning, you get the characters that are the of courses, and then you get the characters that are like, oh, cool, he's here. I'm still waiting for my Excite Bike character, Jim. I'm surprised you. I mean, what are you going to, you're going to have a guy riding on a motorcycle the entire time? Like, what do you do with that? Yes, yes. I mean, you got to have that already. Wario rides a motorcycle. Not the whole time. Okay. But he rides a motorcycle. But he's not Excite Bike, is he? No. Jim, they have Game & Watch. I think everyone's just going to bitch until they finally put Waluigi in, and I hope Sakurai never does it. Just for the meme. I, it does. It is kind of weird he hasn't put him in. It seems spiteful. I think it is. I think it's 100% spite at this point. Yeah. And that, that's spite yeah. I can respect. Keep it up. Jim, you, you also respect guys that collect the same version of the game just to fill up a goddamn cabinet. Keep it up. Which he did. He did finish his cabinet. Well, I hope it burns in a fire. It's not very nice, Brian. <laughs> Who says I'm nice? It's a good point. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Seemed unnecessarily yeah. mean. <laughs> I just... Jim, it's the fact that you brought it to my attention and you love it so much. And you only love it so much because you know it would piss me off. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so um, speaking of reoccurring bits and getting back to fun, Jim. That was fun. Gamers Mad is always fun. No, no, Gamers Mad is fun. I'm saying Travis Touchdown is not fun. <laughs> Dick. But go on, Did yes. You get a chance to listen to what I sent in here this week? Yep. Okay, so a reoccurring bit of gaming music where either video game music or real life songs are inspired by, you know, the opposite. And I'm going to be on a roll for a while unless somebody sends us of just gaming music that's inspired by real life music. It's, it's hard and to find one, real life music that's inspired by games. It's very, very tough um, without them being super obvious and calling it out that they're sampling tracks or whatever. Yeah. So so this week, 
is debatably one of the most popular, if not the most uh, beloved Zelda games with Link to the Past. Oh, yeah. And specifically, the Death Mountain theme. Um, I'll be honest, until I really thought about it, it didn't hit me right away. But I have the link below. Listen to this Death Mountain theme. And right away it should conjure images of the imperial march from star wars what do you think when you heard it sorry was burping um yeah when i you know what it took a little bit for me like i heard some, like the opening i was like all right that's a little bit like the imperial march and then when it kind of kicked in i was like eh, this one like it's still kind of similar but like this is the first one in a while that hasn't been like a slam dunk like it's not there, a there's dunk, a few little like enough. there's like a few little like fills or like little four chord like real quick progressions where it's like okay that's kind of ripped off from it but then there's a lot of it where it's just its own thing so it's not as direct I th- but I can see like the I think they listened to that idea and they just went all right here's the Star Wars march give us something like that and this is what it yeah. came up with they basically vanilla iced it they're like doom 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 do doom doom they added more than a ding they added more than a ding I'll give them that. <laughs> No, they they what they added it was it was just it does sound like that doom 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 and then they added like a goofy little in between but then it repeats so it's like it, it's got the foundation of Imperial March which it, honestly with Death Mountain with given this sense of like what you're fighting it, it also kind of matches that feel if you will so. After hearing it, I was kind of like, yeah, I can see this one. It's not as, like I said, it's not as as completely clear as some of the other ones I've given. But I think it, there's enough here to say that it is pretty well inspired by it. Right. If not a complete ripoff. No. No, I can, I can go with that. All right. So let us know below, guys, once again. And if you have you suggestions, he- if you know of songs that are ripped from here and there... Send our way. We love them. Absolutely. <clears throat> Speaking of reoccurring bets, because I put the next two topics in this week, um, which is better? So I put this in here, and I thought I hope you understand. Yeah. Um, gun arcade games, and I'm meaning when you have a peripheral like the actual like Time Crisis or like those sniper games when you have the full gun, or racing arcade games where you get in the actual car. You have the shifter, you have the pedal, like you're fully immersed in one or the other. Which one is better to you? Uh, this was, when I saw you write this in, I was like, ooh, son of a bitch, because I really like them both. And in this day and age, those are kind of the only ones that are still around that aren't like the mobile game ports that are arcade games now that you see like Dave and Buster's. So for like pure games, it'll either be a racing game or a light gun game. I'm going to go with racing games just because I like both equally in the arcade setting, but I think racing games generally translate better to the home console ports than the so light gun so games wait, ever wait, did. Wait, wait. I want to be very clear. I mean strictly in the arcades. Oh, well, suck my ass. Um, <laughs> stri- strictly in the arcade, I will probably then go with gun games because racing games always seem to be the most fun when it's one of those ones where it's like, a Daytona or like a rush where it's like six cabinets lined up in a row and you can all play each other. Whereas like 
if you're playing a light gun game, you can do it yourself, or it's even better with a person with you. So I think they're a little more versatile for whatever your, you know, social blah blah time waster kind of stuff is. I think I'd rather like myself enjoy a gun game on my own or with a person more than just like sitting down to a racing cab. They're they're fun, but I just think like the computer AI is always like just kind of it either kicks your ass or it's way too easy. There's like no in between. Whereas with a gun game, you kind of like can build on it like a normal game. Yeah, I honestly I put this in here. And I didn't have a clear-cut answer because, like you said, when I go to an arcade, those are the only two things I play. And I, I don't like I don't count racing games where, for some reason, they have a pedal or the um, the steering wheel up top and the pedals. I'm talking you sit in a seat that feels like a car. Right. Uh, they yeah the Daytona is kind of the the Cadillac of those of those circumstances or, yeah or like, or like the cruisins or the rushes or those motorcycle mm-hmm. games that are around here exactly. and there, shit like that yeah so for me it boils down to like excuse me if you're playing with another person and it's your friend there's something about those racing games that you're always going against them and when you're both going like you're it's way more of an intense experience because you're facing them. When you're doing a gun game, you're always playing with the person. So you're teamed up. Yeah. Um, uh, me, ever since I was a kid, I, two things I've always been obsessed with were cars and guns. But I always had a little bit more towards the gun. And games like, as stupid as it was, Time Crisis or whatever, the little mechanical action of, of the slide going backwards when you shoot... Um, when you play the sniper game and you look in the scope, when you have, uh, maybe it was a time crisis, but which one was the one with the, like the submachine gun that you hold? Um, I mean, that was a little, what was that house of the dead? No, house, no, house, of, the house of the dead and time crisis were always the handguns. Uh, the fucking submachine guns. Maybe that was time crisis three or something. Maybe, or like Terminator arcade or. Oh yeah. Term- oh, that's another one. That was a great, but like. There's something the feel like when you're a kid and you play with toy guns. That, there's that, some well, you got that haptic feedback with both of them though, because like you always had like the race, the steering wheel that'll like go back into position or jerk you around and shit like that. When oh you hit a yeah, wall. that's what I mean. It's it's so tough. It's not an indictment on how fun. Like both of them are, I'd say equally as fun, but they're fun for different reasons. And Jim kind of hit the nail on the head. I could have a lot of fun playing the gun game by myself and when i play with a partner it's fun but if it's for a multiplayer purpose you get way more intense and way more into it on racing games yeah when you're playing by yourself and in general for my preference i go gun games so i know me if i'm if i were to walk in an arcade today and i saw a gun game and a uh a racing cabinet i'm probably going to the gun game first that's just my personal preference. But once again, racing games, you can't beat that excitement of like being side by side. And you're like, yeah, like, like Jim saying, like you're sitting in the seat, you're, you're racing, you got people around you watching. It's just so fun. And I think those two for me are the epitome of, I was never the guy that went up and wanted to do the fighting game and getting a line and see if I could be the best or, you know, I obviously I loved X-Men and Simpsons, but gun games and, and racing were always a top tier for me. Yeah, it kind of sucks that, like, I completely missed the boat as a kid on, like, the old arcade scene. So, like, I never got to play, like, some random shmup in an arcade. 
or like the fact that like Ghouls and Ghosts was like originally an arcade, like a platformer. Like that seems like such a foreign concept to me for like what I have ever experienced mm-hmm. in an arcade. Because like, unfortunately, like for the last ten years, like you go to an arcade or like there's a little arcade section somewhere. Like there's that Plants vs Zombies game or shit in there. Like or f- the Fruit Ninja touchscreen game. So yeah, arcades are definitely a uh, shell of what they used to be. But yeah, but like you though, I could. The only other option I could have thrown here, and for me it would have been too easy, but throw in pinball games against these two. Ooh. Like you said, for me, pinball pinball's fun when there's nothing else to play, but I would never choose it over a gun game or a racing game. Um, and I know you're pin, more Pinball I can pinball. easily go to. Like, I, I think my hierarchy there, like in an arcade, would be... I, I don't know. It's still I would probably still go for the gun games I like first, and then I would play pinball before I would ever touch a racing game. I think, really? yeah, probably. Like, I, I, I hit the occasional racing game, but, like, I don't know. I guess because you don't get as much with people anymore. Or maybe just because Well, that's what I mean. Like, if me and you were play, like, if me and you were together, I'd want to play you in a racing game. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, by myself or whatever, yeah, then I'm just going straight gun or something else. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if I'm by myself, I'm going to be hitting the basketball game more than I'm going to be hitting a racing game. That's true. Yeah. Basketball... That's another one. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you like basketball or not. There's something fun about that. Goddamn right. But yeah, no. So it was a tough one. So let us know what you think below. Would you prefer gun games, racing games? Which one is better to you and why? Make sure you write out the reasoning. All right. And rounding out tonight and our our last topic, we got overrated, underrated, and Jim spoiled it, but... I wanted to throw out Among Us. It's hit a lot, a lot of people being obsessed with it. A lot of uh, streamers have been streaming it. And it's been out for a while, but now it's getting the hype. Uh, does it deserve is really the question. Um, so, Jim, I'll, let, I'll actually I'll let you go first. And I know it's tough because, in all honesty, what have we put? You've maybe put two weeks into it. I've been a week into it. Yeah. So it's not like we. So we're we're coming at this from a fairly fresh perspective. And we and we're coming um, at it from the playing against randos and just chatting and not like the real fun of like being in like a group Discord call as we all play together and shit like that. Yeah, you know, and and also to be clear, we're only doing this on our phones, so we're not doing it on on Steam. So it's strictly five dollars. Get out of here! Oh, well, that gets part these, of the these pretzels are in the friggin' thing. Five dollars. Get out of here! <laughs> but no. So what do you think now that you've you spent some time with it and you're not very good at it? But <laughs> did get voted out pretty fast. My last time as an imposter. But uh, <laughs> it's hard to say because like. As a game itself, like, yeah, it's overrated. But as an experience, like, I guess I gotta go underrated. Like, for all the meme games that have been out lately, like, a lot of meme games I crap out on, like, after a couple playthroughs. Like, Minecraft I never kept up with past, like, maybe a week. Or, like, Fortnite I tried, and then after a couple games I was like, meh. Or, like, Untitled Goose Game, like, I don't care. Like, all these meme games that come and go, I think... 
for a meme game and especially with accessibility you kind of can't beat it with among us like it's a game that you can play with a really structured setup as you like try to get people together for it it's a game that's just as fun with randos and you're just typing to each other it's got that it's got like a surprising amount of strategy that you can put into it it's got a lot of luck it's just there's a surprising amount going on and i guess good on them for finally catching on after two years of no one saying anything about it so yeah i guess just for the and the especially the fact that no gameplay experience will ever be the same with it because it's all based around the human factor so i guess i gotta go with underrated like i i'm sure there's gonna be the haters out it's weird because you don't even see that much hate for it right now like normally with like anything that's like popular and overly popular it's like, you know, there's always going to be that, like, big subset of people who are just going to detract it for the sake of it. But maybe the memes are too good at this point right now that people, like, no one's bashing it at all. So, and maybe it's still, too, it's only been popular for, like, two months now. So maybe it's still that fresh in our mind. But I can't think of a reason to say a free game that I have a different experience with every time is overrated. So I guess I have to say underrated. Hmm. All right, I was really hoping you'd say overrated. God damn it. Too bad. Well, all right. I'm underrated for a lot of similar reasons as Jim. I've always thought games can be whatever you want them to be, but at the end of the day, I want to get an experience out <laughs> As long as they aren't cute, right, you son of a bitch? Cute's not an experience. It's just an aesthetic, Jim. Um, but, like... I, I, I value experiences in a game. And Jim hit the nail on the head. This game, you're not really, like, I said at the beginning, you're dealing with the psychology of other people. You're trying to convince them. Um, it, it basically takes that scenario from the thing, the movie, and applies it to a game. And I know there's been plenty of other movies and plots that have used this, but it's like, clue who has... You know, clue. And it also just coincidentally is hitting a stride when we're all worried about who could be infected with this thing that could be deadly. Coof. So, yes. Thank you, Jim. But so it's like, it's just the right game for the right time to get out that, like, excessive fear, that worrying. And at the same time, it really is like, there's nothing special about the gameplay. It no. really is like Pokemon Go, where when you think about the gameplay of that, there's no gameplay to it. It's just an excuse to get you out in the open, maybe talking with strangers, maybe doing other things, but your your tasks don't matter. You don't worry about that. Like Your whole point is, oh shit, people are dying left and right. Can I figure out who this is? It's like playing Clue but with everyone else and complete strangers. And you know what? That is oh, one bitch I'll have about it, goddammit. Fucking, do you know how many goddamn times I've been called sus for actually doing the goddamn fucking tasks? <laughs> but, Jim, you generally are sus, and I have played with you, and the mistake you make every time is you spend a little too much time following others and not going directly to your task. So you're a little, st you're a little sus. I am not sus. I'm a good boy. <laughs> but, but, like... You know, so the games can get really, like, you get really intense and hyper-focused. And the most fun I've had, um, and I'm sure it would be fun with friends, the only problem I would have with friends is you're going to naturally mix in your thoughts and feelings. Like, if you're trying to just screw over a friend, 
then you take away from the actual having f- like this is why i can't play with you game. pricks because i get kicked off every time and you just be like haha jim's mad again well, Jim, you also got kicked off right away, but you were the imposter. That that was because I didn't know what I was doing, and I goddamn fucking <laughs> vented. Right I vented away. right in front of people, and they went running to the goddamn emergency button, and I lost immediately. <laughs> but that, my my point is, like playing with randos allows you kind of a clean slate. Sometimes you might have people that are playing together, um, but I some of the most fun I've had is when you do play with random people. And then you have the option to play again with the same people. And sometimes I'd say at least half of them continue to keep playing. And you build a little bit of rapport. Like I've come in, I'd be like, what the hell was wrong with you guys? They'd be like, yeah, sorry about voting you off or something like that. But like, it's all playful and all in all, it's not like a shitty community. Like you see, I feel like in other multiplayer games. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's very like, Okay, I fucked up. Most, almost everyone who's made this, a big this ain't Overwatch. Like my bad. Exactly, it's not Overwatch. It's not Call of Duty. It's not all this other shit. It's like, all right, it's, my bad. It, I voted you off. We've talked about like, it before. It's probably like the friendliest community so far that you've seen since Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, exactly. Like you are so quick to like you're gonna get really angry if somebody fucks you over. But then you kind of realize, like, you might do the same mistake the next game. So everyone knows, like, there's no perfect thing here. And most people have been really cool. Um, I I have to go underrated because you're not going to get that experience with any other multiplayer video game. Because it doesn't feel like a video game. It does feel like a social experiment. Like, a psychological test, if you've ever been a part of it or read about how they run these... This is what this game is. Like, they give you a limited amount of information, give you some things to do, things happen. You make choices based on whatever, you know, thoughts you have. So, I have to go underrated. The only way this game, I think, would be overrated is when you get people in there who are purposefully being chaotic. And they are... You are so butt-mad about that one goddamn game. No, 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 I'm not even talking about you. (laughs) I I dealt with another game where it was the same deal. Like, um, So for those of you who don't play it, the whole thing is you're on a ship, you do tasks, and one of them, usually one, it can be more, but I've I've still never seen more than one. Um, You go, the imposter goes around and kills the crewmates. Oh, the three three imposter games are wild. I've never played it. But... There's an option to go t- and call an emergency meeting, and I've played with people that literally every chance they get, they just call it and don't do anything with it, and it just slows down the game, and you're like, okay, this person's just being a dick, and then usually there's an option you can kick them out, or like you just vote them off. They're like, okay, even if they're not the imposter, I'm tired of dealing with this person, and it's like sometimes you can clearly tell like that's the only purpose that person has of playing game uh-huh. is just not playing the game the way it's meant to be played. But it didn't. It hasn't happened enough to actually annoy me. But when it does happen, that is one of those things where I'm like, oh god, this game is gonna really suck. The old especially chaotic you, neutral. Yeah, like especially if you well, it's not even neutral at that point. It's just chaotic evil because it's like it's ruining the fun for everyone, and you're just doing it for no good damn reason. But uh, yeah, it's got to be underrated. I don't. I don't know anyone who would argue against it. It'll just be the. It'll so- just be the contrarians who don't like the popular thing. 
Which is usually you, which is why I thought you'd go overrate it. And I'm not saying that as a mean thing. I'm saying that. Nah, as... I can do that a lot. But no, what do you call it? Yeah. Actually, and you know what? Old Jim would have been that way. But I think being the Twitter guy, I'm so sick of seeing like the gaming community just bitch about the popular thing just for the sake of bitching about it. That like, I kind of just go the other way. And the second something's popular, I'm just like, I'll try it out. Like Fortnite, like I don't particularly like it, but I think the hate towards it's completely overblown. No, it's a good game. And people, and uh, like, it. if you say if you call it fork knife, you're not witty. And there's like, like, yeah, like stop. Like it's, it's the most popular game in the world for a reason. Like, it's, yeah, it's not the deepest, it's not the most hardcore, but it's the game people actually want to play. So shut up. Well, Jim, as you and I are both children with last names that are just prime for stupid little riffs on it it's like really come up with something better it's just i mean like like again with the game was made with minecraft it's just like why, why are you bitching about the popular thing being in there you should be happy that it, like the mainstream is yeah. going to be well of course not they want to they all the fucking nerds want to keep their little thing to be their thing because man they're equivalent the the when people get like that, they're equivalent to music nerds who get so upset when a band they like gets starts getting discovered, and now they're too mainstream and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, and like thing. yeah, like that's always the worst. Like of course, there's always the occasional what do you call it? Like say like a Kings of Leon out there who completely changed their sound to get popular. Which hey, it worked. They got popular. So I can see the old fans being bitchy. But then there's always the fucking. The bands that you know, come up from the other ground and they don't change their way and they get super popular and everyone's like, "You sold out!" Like, shut the fuck up. No one does. Yeah. No one does things to not make money in the not gate league. Yeah. That's the only reason <laughs> yeah. anyone does anything and, and in entertainment and let's ever. Let's reorganize ever. that order. It's always get laid first and then make money. Get laid and make money. It's if, really if, you're, like... if you're not in any form of entertainment, like the people, like even fucking YouTubers and shit like that, who are like. What do you call it? I, you know, I would do this without any of this or that or shit like that. Like, at the end of the day, you still want some kind of attention. It's the only reason anyone ever puts their face in front of a camera and throws it on the internet. Yeah. It's the only fucking reason. You want some little bit of attention. You're, Absolutely. You're not better than anyone else. Stop lying. Yeah. No. I that, hate you that all. That drives me. <laughs> Jim, your anger monkeys are too strong. I have too many. I have different <laughs> anger monkeys now. They've just shifted from one way to another. <laughs> Your anger monkeys are very interesting over the past however many years. Gotta, gotta be angry at something. It just depends on what's pissing me off at the time. <laughs> oh, Jim. But no, Among Us, it really, I really do want to hear from you guys. If, you, if you've played it, if you see it, if you don't like it, just let us know why. Hopefully, that reason isn't like Jim's saying. It's not hating on it because of the memes and the popularity. I, I'm more interested, have you actually played it, and do you dislike it? I'm the first to say, like, there's nothing to praise about the gameplay. Like, you could argue it's simplistic, it says, but that's ultimately the point of it. The vehicle of which allows you to do the social interactions is the whole point of the gameplay. So it's not, so if somebody was bitching about, like, well, all you do is stupid tasks, it's like, yep, that's the point. So... Very interested to see what you guys have to say about that. I would love to see someone who, like, fucking loves Animal Crossing bitch about the stupid tasks in, uh, what do you call it, in oh Among God. Us. That would be some shit. Well, Jim, it's too violent because there's no turnips. <laughs> I don't even hate yeah. on Animal Crossing. I don't care. That's your game. Fine. Enjoy it. Oh, I don't care. I just, 
I can still make fun of it. I can make... I make fun of even games I like, Jen. Yeah, but you go... Yeah, you're, you're quick to jump into... Ah, it's not a real game territory. No, I've never... I Everything's a game. I just don't... under Like you and I have talked about. Like, your love for... Parappa and things like that. It's definitely a game. I've played for through it. I don't understand the love for it. And... This is not my taste. And I'll never say, like, it's good just because everyone else likes it. Fair. So we, I don't know. So there you go. <laughs> I already have ideas and care. This episode went on too long. <laughs> so, Jim, how did that last beer treat you? Good. This says, you know what? This this does not taste like an 8%er at all. Super smooth, full of... It has that perfect balance of, like, the pumpkin spice with all the other spices, but... It's not overpowering in one way or the other. Like, you could always, there's always going to be that pumpkin beer that always just throws way too much cinnamon at you. And then you get that, like, cinnamon burn and it's not enjoyable. You kind of get that with your first sip or two, but it, like, instantly mellows out with the other spices. So it has a really good balance going on here. And yeah, for an 8%er, it does not taste like that at all. This is a dangerous one. So if you want to get yourself messed up on some pumpkin beer, but you don't really like pumpkin beer that much, this is the one to get. Nice. Yeah, and the Shiner Oktoberfest, way better than the Narragansett. Oh, you think? It's... Yeah, I mean, but Shiner's also, like I said, that's a lower tier like that. I just, you and I talked about it. Sh Shiner's I like the PBR that... of Texas, isn't it? That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like the very mass-produced known beer from Texas, but somehow, like, they do put out some flavorful shit, so... I don't know. I don't know enough about Texas beer to know whether it really is like a PBR or not. <laughs> there are Yingling. Um, but I would say the obviously the German, the Hocker, sure, is probably the best. But China, like I said, man, this Oktoberfest, it's one of the ones, the first one I would recommend to people if you don't already have a palate for, excuse me, um, Marzen or Oktoberfest style beers. So Cool. With that, we want to once again thank everyone for listening. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and on iTunes and anywhere else you can find podcasts. We truly appreciate Stitcher it. Stitcher and Spotify. It, yep. If you can, give us a rating. Even if you don't like us, give us the highest rating. Bash, us, bash the shit out of us in the comments. We will listen to them. We'll respond. But please make sure you interact with us. Yes, if you give us a bad review, we will read it. Just give us a high score and then bash us. We don't care. We'll read it on the show. Yeah. But with that, guys, we want to say thank you once again. Truly appreciate it. Have a good night and cheers. Cheers, guys.